We're up to Leviticus 16, and this chapter is probably the central key thing in the whole book of Leviticus, which we are about to read. And this chapter, probably more than any other chapter in the book of Leviticus, is about Christ. And um, not only that, it's the central chapter in the central book of the first five books of the Bible. So we've come to the chapter, which as, you, as we read it, you might not pick it up. And I'll hopefully be able to point that out after we've read. But we've come to the chapter that's all about Jesus. Yahweh spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they came near before Yahweh and died. And Yahweh said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the most holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat. Aaron shall come into the sanctuary with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen tunic. He shall have the linen trousers on his body and shall put on the linen sash and he shall be clothed with the linen turban. They are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one for a ram and burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and set them before Yahweh at the door of the tent of meeting. Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for Yahweh and the other lot for the scapegoat. Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for Yahweh and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for the scapegoat shall be presented alive before Yahweh to make atonement for him, to send him away as a scapegoat into the wilderness. Aaron shall present the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of coals of fire from off the altar before Yahweh, and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small, and bring it within the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before Yahweh, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the covenant, so that he will not die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east, and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and do with his blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. He shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions, even all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting that dwells with them in the middle of their uncleanness. No one shall be in the tent of meeting when he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his household and for all the assembly of Israel." He shall go out to the altar that is before Yahweh and make atonement for it and shall take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and put it around on the horns of the altar. He shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and make it holy from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. When he has finished atoning for the holy place, 
the tent of meeting, and the altar, he shall present the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions, even all their sins, and he shall put them on the head of the goat and shall send him away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is ready. The goat shall carry all their iniquities on himself to a solitary land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. Aaron shall come back into the tent of meeting and shall take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. Then he shall bathe himself in water in a holy place, put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people. The fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. He who lets the goat go as the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water and afterwards he shall come into the camp. The bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place shall be carried outside the camp and they shall burn their skins, their flesh and their dung with fire. He who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water and afterward he shall come into the camp. It shall be a statute to you forever in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls and shall do no kind of work, whether native born or a stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean from all your sins before Yahweh. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. The priest who is anointed and who is consecrated to be priest in his father's place shall make the atonement and shall put on the linen garments, even the holy garments. Then he shall make atonement for the holy place, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting, and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for all the priests and for all the people of the assembly. This shall be an everlasting statute for you to make atonement for the children of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. It was done as Yahweh commanded Moses. So this is a ceremony which sounds just like a lot of other ceremonies which we've read earlier in the book of Leviticus, but this is a special one. This is um, a ceremony which is only um, conducted once a year. On a certain day, once a year, the Day of Atonement, or in Hebrew, Yom Kippur. Yom means day, Kippur means covering or atonement. The Day of Covering or the Day of Atonement. And this special um, ceremony was for collective sin. In other words, throughout the year, the nation may do things that don't please God or people in the nation may, may do things, but they don't come and, and confess it. But once a year, the priest will come, the high priest, it's only the high priest, and this is the only time he's allowed to go into the holiest place, the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant is. And um, once a year, the priest can go into that place and make this sacrifice. And uh, there's a sacrifice of a bull for himself. And then there's the two goats. And this ceremony is to, to basically a sacrifice for sin that's kind of for everyone. And this is called the Day of Atonement. This, is, this whole process, there's 21 steps in this process. And we're not going to go into them all. I just read them all. And there's a huge amount of detail in it, and all the detail has meaning, 
We don't have time to go into all the meaning, but I'm gonna point out to you a couple of things. First of all, the high priest um, normally wears really fancy clothes. And we talked about them in the book of Exodus, the, the priest's clothing. And there was all these layers and there was, there was gold and there was blue and scarlet and fine twined linen. It was all this fancy stuff. But as part of this ritual, one day a year, the priest takes off all that stuff and puts on plain clothes, just plain linen, that's it. And so he begins this ritual um, without all his fancy clothing. And, um, and then he, um, he commences to, to go through all the rest of the steps. Now in the New Testament, we find out that the high priest is a symbol of Jesus. Jesus is our great high priest. In fact, that's what it says here in Hebrews 3.1. It says, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Jesus is our high priest. And the thing about Jesus is when Jesus was in, you know, he's God. He's with God in heaven. He has all splendor and glory and majesty. You could say he's clothed in fancy clothes. But he knew that he needed to come to earth to make atonement for us. And what did he do? He took off his fancy clothing and he put on, he put on humility. He basically went from being the king of glory to being born in a stable, in a manger, in, to poor parents, he came and became a person. He came to serve all of the human race. He put on simple clothes. He took off his fancy clothes and he put on simple clothes so that he could come and offer sacrifice, which was himself, to make atonement. Now this ritual of atonement, it was a thing that was done every year and it never completely solved the problem of sin. But Jesus came and his life was given for us. He is the priest, but also the sacrifice. And his life was given for us on Calvary to make atonement for us, not once a year, but once for all time. So, you know, the priests had to keep doing it because it wasn't sufficient in of itself. But Christ's sacrifice was completely sufficient once and for all time. So even though that ceremony in the Old Testament was called the Day of Atonement, it was called that because it was an annual day. But what Christ did for us is the day of atonement. Not a day that you have a year, every year, but one day for all time. So the true day of atonement, the true Yom Kippur, was that day that Christ gave his life for us to, for the, the collective sin of all people, of all nations, for all time. And so we see this symbol in this day of atonement of these two goats. They cast lots and one goat would be killed and one goat would be, would be living. And the killed goat was offered as a sacrifice for sin, but the living goat, over it was confessed all the sins of all the people and it was sent away. And in these two pictures, we see that Christ died for our sins, but also all of our sins were put on Christ and were carried away. Isn't that a wonderful picture? And elsewhere in the Bible, it says that our sins have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west. In other words, they've been removed from us a distance that can't be measured. And so that's the beauty of what this picture we have here in Christ is that he's died for our sins and they've been carried away. So we have the day of atonement. And so this chapter, it's really the central point of the whole book of Leviticus. It's all about holiness 
It's about atonement. It's about Christ, our high priest, what he's done for us. And as you read through Leviticus, you don't really see it. But as you think about it, you see it. It's such a clear picture of what God is doing for us. And God had to start with these physical things because if he didn't, it would not make sense at all. Like imagine that some guy just dies on the cross and you didn't have all these symbols and types to explain it. We would think it's just a guy that died. That's it. We would never understand the meaning behind it all. So God and his huge wisdom had to begin at the beginning and just because we're so dumb. And he had to explain these things through symbols and types and shadows and pictures. And he had to build up meaning over thousands of years to the point where we look back on it and say, wow, that's what you were saying all along, way back there. To finish this chapter today, I just want to read a little bit more from the scriptures from the book of Hebrews. And um, I appreciate you've been patient as we already read a whole chapter. But I'm just going to read another eight or nine verses from the book of Hebrews because they're all about what we're just talking about now. This is Hebrews 7, 23 to 27. Now there have been many priests since death prevented them from continuing in the office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our needs one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners and exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. Isn't that terrific? And this is from Hebrews 9, 11 to 14. When Christ came as the high priest of all the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made by human hands. That is to say, it is not part of this creation. He did not enter by the means of blood and goats um, and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who were ceremonially unclean sanctify them so they are outwardly clean. But how much more will the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God cleanse our consciousness, consciences from acts that lead to death? So if you want to understand more about what Jesus has done through these pictures in Leviticus, Hebrews explains it really clearly. But basically, we have weak, fallen people who are high priests who offer sacrifices that are temporary, but that's a picture to us to understand Jesus, who's not weak, not fallen, not temporary. He's eternal. He's a permanent high priest offering his blood, which is pure and perfect, to create a permanent sacrifice for us for all time. And in the Old Testament, they were temporarily cleansed. But through the grace of God, we are totally and permanently cleansed. Thank God. Lord, we're grateful for these passages in the scripture. And we thank you for the high point here in Leviticus, the day of atonement. And I thank you that there was a day in history where you died for our sin and you offered your life into the greater tabernacle that exists in the holiest place of all. And that is our day of atonement. Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for the permanent cleansing of our hearts. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.